0: It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. And you can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app. Like Podcast One or Spotify and like us there. Subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there and subscribe there as well. We begin this morning with registered dietitian, Grace Shea. It's our pleasure to welcome Grace to the show. Good morning, Grace. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: It is my pleasure. Now, you are a registered dietitian. Explain to us what that means and what that entails.
1: Yes. So a registered dietitian is somebody who has studied nutrition and then we do an extensive internship and take a fancy test and we get certified that way. And then dietitians can, you know, kind of cover all sorts of things, whether it's adults and certain types of diets or medical conditions, whereas I specialize in kids and I actually have a certification for that as well.
0: All right. Look at that. Now, generally speaking, how have most people dealt with nutrition and dieting during this whole pandemic? What have you found?
1: So I have found that people are eating a lot more at home. They're eating more together as families. They're experimenting more with cooking and things like that, because a lot of the places that they know and love have been closed. So, I actually, I've seen a positive impact on that standpoint.
0: Okay. A lot of people are saying that it's affecting them one way or the other in terms of exercise. Either they're having more time to get out and exercise or they have turned the other way and they're watching more Netflix or sitting on the couch and being more sedentary. Are you finding that to be true, too?
1: Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with that. It kind of goes both ways and... Um, Personally, we've experienced both sides of it as well at home. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It kind of depends on the day. All
0: right. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Grace Shea. She is a registered dietitian. I'm Rodney Lear. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. Now, Grace, you are a mom. What advantages or insight does that give you as a registered dietitian?
1: Yeah, so this one was huge, actually. So my son's almost two, and... You know, I have the knowledge and the information on how to feed kids, but when it came time to start feeding him when he was six months old, I almost like froze in my tracks, like, oh my gosh, I know what to do, but how do I do it? Mm-hmm. So I really got to learn firsthand all of those emotions that come around feeding kids that my parents have told me time and time again. But, (laughs) you know, that information that I had, I was able to pull from it and put it into practice, which I really love to teach families as well.
0: Okay, and so that's a good lead into my next question. Now you specialize, as you said, into children's health nutritionally. Let's break this down into age groups. I want you to give me the best piece of advice you can give to parents in terms of nutrition and nutritional health in these age groups. And let's start with toddlers. What should parents know? Or maybe we should back it up. Let's talk about infants first. You talked yeah. about you talked about that six month period. Why is that so crucial in terms of nutrition?
1: So six months old, that is when they're typically starting complementary foods, um, whether that's purees or I teach a method called baby lead weaning, where you completely skip purees and you start with whole foods. But nutritionally, you really want to focus on high iron foods in that aspect, because right around that age is when they start to lose their iron stores from birth and you need to get it in other ways. There is some iron, you know, in formula, not so much in breast milk, so depending depending on what the child's getting that way, it's really important that every meal should really try and contain a high iron food, right around six months old. And then moving into, you know, as they grow and working through up until 12 months old. It's really just experimenting with different foods, different textures, making sure they're getting in good fat because fat's really important for infants. And then um, into toddlerhood is, you know, trying to work on getting a balanced plate that contains whole grains, proteins. still want to get some of those good fats in there and uh, fruits and vegetables as well.
0: OK, so when my boys were, you know, infants, especially my oldest, you know, you're learning a lot as a parent. Um, yeah. He's now 15, almost 16 years old. But you're learning that we we were told, you know, introduce him to the vegetables first, because if you introduce him to the sweet um, fruits, then he yeah. won't even want the vegetables. Have you heard that?
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. And there's actually no scientific evidence to support that.
0: <laughs> and it's
1: actually recommended, like I said, to start with more proteins because um, a lot of those contain high iron. Um, but of course, if, if your family doesn't follow, um, if they're vegetarian, per se, there are other foods that they can have that are high iron. But yeah there's nothing to support that and it's more about exposure really exposing them to the vegetables Um, naturally fruits are sweeter so they taste better so you know I can't blame the kids
0: all right so (laughs) let's move on to toddlers for parents of toddlers what should they know about their child's nutritional health what do you want them to know
1: that there seems to always be a picky eating phase, and there are ways to work through that. So really, you know, in that phase and where they're not eating as much, or maybe they're even still teething as toddlers and they don't want to eat as much, really trying to pack in nutrient-dense foods on every single plate.
0: So let's, um, give us some examples.
1: So you could say, let's take breakfast, for example. Um, A great one is a yogurt parfait, where you've got, protein and fat in there in that yogurt. There's lots of nutrients in the dairy as well. You can throw in some Cheerios for a whole grain and then they can choose their favorite fruit. So you've got an easy balanced meal right there.
0: Okay so let's move on to middle childhood. What should parents know in terms of nutrition for their child there? What do you recommend and what are some um, examples?
1: you'll see a lot of changes. They're becoming more independent. They're wanting to choose what they want to eat. So it's really continuing on what I call the parent provides and the child decides what to eat. So even in that instance where, you know, they're going to school now, it's really, how are you packing their lunch or even at dinner time? Um, So let's, Take a lunch, for example, it could be a turkey wrap with cheese and maybe a couple vegetables on it with a side of fruit and trail mix um, and throw in some carrot sticks as well. And you've got a really balanced lunch.
0: Okay, let's move on to those teenagers. They should be getting their own food, right? <laughs> what do we yeah, have to worry about as parents? But what advice would you give to parents there yeah, nutritionally?
1: Teens are hard. <laughs> They're doing their own thing. And, you know, I feel like I'm sounding like a broken record, but it's really what kind of foods do you have in the house or teaching them what you've been doing since infancy, really. Um, how to choose those meals if they're going out to eat. And you know they're probably going maybe through fast food, which we always want to try to limit, but teaching them those healthier, um, more nutrient-dense foods that they can kind of choose on their own.
0: All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. For more information on the show, you can always visit us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me is Grace Shea. She is a registered dietitian. We're talking about nutrition, nutrition, for young people. Now, what is a clever way, Grace, to sneak in something healthy into your child's diet?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So one thing that I always love is try to incorporate veggies into foods. So maybe not exactly serving a side of a vegetable because that may not be as appealing, but you know topping them on a homemade pizza that you guys are doing or tacos things like that kids seem to gravitate towards that especially if they can choose what they want to put on top of it and be involved in making the food
0: now grace many parents are facing covid cooking fatigue Uh, explain to us what that is and give us some solutions here for parents
1: So, yeah, COVID cooking fatigue, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people are eating more at home. So we've never really or they've probably never even experienced eating this often at home cooking so much. So it gets a little exhausting and I can totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. So an easy way is um, to try and meal prep a little bit ahead of time kind of chop up things so when it comes time to cook that you're not spending as much time in the kitchen or a really great product that i love is called freely they're high in protein and they're um, all natural refrigerated meals in a pouch and you just pop them in the microwave for 45 seconds so kids can do this themselves if they're old enough and they're great for teens too And you don't have to spend any time in the kitchen. You don't have to think about what you're cooking, but it's a nutritious meal that's already ready to go.
0: What is that called?
1: It's called Freely.
0: Okay, look at that. Okay, so let me ask you this now. One thing when I cook, which, you know, my wife is always making fun of me. I don't do a lot of cooking, but whenever I cook, it's always quesadillas or a pot roast or (laughs) chicken and rice. Those are my go-tos. But what advice can you give to people? If you want to be a little bit more resourceful, if you want to be more creative, or you just need some food ideas, what um, resources are available? What do you recommend?
1: Yeah. So on my website, actually, you can find a whole bunch of recipes that are appropriate for any age, starting with six months. And I kind of talk about how to adjust it for every age. Um, I also also offer meal plans that people can download for free and there's six weeks of meal plans there so that's a great resource and really just kind of exploring what's out there on the internet there's so many recipes you know even if if you don't know exactly what you want to make but you've got sweet potatoes on the counter you can just search for sweet potato recipes and maybe try and find something new that you've never had before.
0: Okay. Again, we're speaking to registered dietitian, Grace Shea. Now, many kids are back in school. What tips can you give to parents? You know, they want to pack for lunch. They want it to be healthy, nutritious, and all that good stuff. Um, what advice would you give to parents? And give us some examples of what makes a great packed lunch.
1: So a great packed lunch is going to include all of the components that I mentioned earlier, whole grains, um, fruit or veggie, or both um protein and some healthy fats on there so you can do a veggie english muffin pizza which that recipe is on my website as well so you've got your whole grain from your english muffin you've got it's topped with vegetables and you can top it with cheese which has some great fat in it and then serve it with some berries and maybe some nuts for some more protein too
0: Okay, so for parents that are um, at home, they're you're, you know they're teaching at home. Their child is staying home. They're um, learning remotely, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. What tips can you give to those parents because they're going to have to teach plus worry about lunch too?
1: Yeah, I know, man. I really feel for all those. The lunch lady out there. is not
0: on duty in in the house, <laughs> right?
1: Yes, <laughs> mom is now lunch lady, working teacher, all of those things. So. Really meal prepping planning ahead of time is going to be huge in this instance. So things are ready to go and even the kids can kind of grab it and go. You can make um, little boxes or bags ahead of time that are already in your fridge. You can do this on like a Sunday. Kids can just grab the lunch that's already made. Or if you have specific bins that have, you know, the types of foods in there, Kids can just grab one from each bin and they've got a lunch already ready to made. And then, um, how I mentioned the freely earlier, this is great for that as well. Just grab and go.
0: Okay. Now earlier you talked about picky eaters and I don't want to spoil this. You, you know, you have a toddler there, <laughs> but I have a teenager and he's still a picky eater. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> what can, so, you know, beware. It, it may not just be that stage, um, what advice would you give to parents who have picky eaters?
1: Picky eaters can be a whole different ball game, And really, it's exposure, exposure, exposure. Making sure that kids are getting all types of foods early on through school age all the way up into their teen years. And really not putting any pressure on it, too. You know, don't make them try this certain food or take a bite of this certain food because that actually can reverse have the reverse effect and make them even more picky
0: (laughs) you know what we do with with my son every time we go on vacation every vacation we tell him you have to try something new he's gang for that so that works for us
1: yeah i think that's great you know every family has their own things that work and you know there's nothing wrong with saying pick a food that you want to try If they want to try it, great. If they don't, okay. We just keep plugging in from there.
0: Okay. So, um, Grace, give us some clear examples. What are some things, some staples that we should have in our refrigerator, in our pantry that are quick, easy go-to snacks for our kids that they can just grab and go? What should we keep in our refrigerator? What should we keep in the pantry?
1: For the refrigerator, I love to have some raw veggies that are already chopped up, prepped, and ready to go, and then some different dips that they can choose, like hummus. So they can grab the veggies and the hummus, eat that. Um, In the pantry, you know, you can have some dried fruits and nuts, some raisins, a trail mix, things like that. Or if your kids are a little bit older, they can, you know, make things like, peanut butter toast or anything like that. But I always like to think of snacks as mini meals, essentially, because, you know, whether they're a picky eater or they didn't eat much at, you know, a certain meal time, it's just another opportunity for them to get a full range of nutrition. So really think of it as mini meals and incorporating all of those things that we talked about before.
0: Okay. Now we're talking a lot about food, but let's talk about drinks because drinks are important and a lot of drinks carry a lot of sugar.
1: hmm So drinks really for kids should be low in sugar. Their main sources should be water and milk as well. Really, kids don't need juice, tea, anything like that. So really try to recommend that the bulk of their drinks are milk or water. And you can, even though it's water, you can flavor it naturally with infusing it with fruits, and it gives a really great flavor.
0: All right. Well, we're running out of time this morning, Grace. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, how can they find out more?
1: Yeah. So my website is firstbitesnutrition.com and there are tons of resources on there that you can find. And I'm also on Instagram at First bites Nutrition.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Grace. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to us.
1: Thank you. It's
0: been great. We've been speaking to registered dietitian Grace Shea. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine right after this. More to come. Stay with us.
1: Have you ever felt lonely, left out, out. hurt, or alone? Well, that needs to stop. Bullying happens every day. There are 7 billion people in the world. Be the one who makes the difference. Be heard. Stay strong. Think of others. Help a friend. Be a leader. Make a difference in the world. It It takes one person a day to make bullying go away.
0: A message from Hubbard Interactive.